have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. Listening to Mutiny Radio.fm. Here we are in the station. It's time for Tiny Kitchen, Tiny Tiny Kitchen with Rachel and Pam. Tiny Tiny Kitchen. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Mutiny Kitchen. Tiny Tiny. So we've realized that it's impossible to control anything in these crazy COVID times. It's impossible to control uh, our lives and what's happening with them. So we are doing a tiny kitchen because that we can control. Ha 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 ha. Uh, I'm gonna go get some tiny coals and uh, see if we can put them in these tiny things. Uh, tell people, Rachel, about um, Tiny Kitchen at um, at Rainbow Gathering, and then also about uh, the, the the tiny nachos we're gonna make today. Tiny nachos. Yeah, the tiny tiny uh, camp at Rainbow Gatherings has been part of our gatherings for 
It's an ancient tradition, about five years old. Now there's tiny, tiny camps all over the country because we can't gather together, so we're gathering separately. There's a tiny, tiny kitchen, tiny camp up in upstate New York that put together a protest justice for George Floyd. And I think it's working. I think it helped since those murderers will be charged and whatnot. Tiny Kitchen started as a as a a little model tent and people started donating tiny things so they can make a tiny kitchen in the woods and since Tiny Camp can't gather together we're going to make tiny food here at the station. We have a very tiny tiny real cast iron stove and a real cast iron oven. We're putting coals from a real fire into them. After we made some tiny steaks to make some tiny loaded nachos, we have the the littlest tortillas you would ever see. We're gonna fry them up, make fresh nachos, tiny cheese slivers, little packets of butter. So cute, little butter. Some jalapenos and tomato, some garnishes. All coming together to improve our lives just a tiny bit. I'm picking up coals. I'm like trying to burn, not burn my, they're actual real live coals. This is fun. Real coals. Last time we did it without using, we tried to put the coals inside and set them on fire. This time we're putting the coals that are already in fire in the oven to help control the heat here. We have a little knife we're going to use to make tiny dices out of these jalapenos and tomatoes. Tiny fun times. Large fun, tiny objects. Tiny camp started as a tiny tent and then people would give us tiny donations like a tiny shovel. We built a tiny fence around it. They had a tiny hammock. Tiny always free a little mailbox to get tiny mail delivered. Someone donated a school bus so they could put all their tiny equipment and travel around, set up tiny camps everywhere. So Tiny Camp's San Francisco faction is making food for Mutiny Radio for little appetites. So we have, ti- we have tiny coals in the, in the tiny little cast iron potbelly stove uh, that are, it's, it's hot. Uh, so we're going to slice up some tiny, tiny things. We've got some tiny steak here. Gonna oh yeah, there's a little, little chunks. Tiny, tiny. Such little portions. Oh, it's still too big. For our tiny appetites. Yeah. So what are the, what are the things that you're feeling out of control about in your life, Rachel? Huh. <laughs> you know, I haven't been thinking about it. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I feel like I used to travel a lot. Like this would be the time that I would be going around to different camps and I feel like I'm not in control of when I get to leave and when I get to go adventure. That's been kind of hard because that's a big part of my identity. Adventuring. Yeah, you know, just traveling every summer from at least from May till August at least just kind of going wherever, no matter what I was doing in my, my mundane regular people life, I would put it on break and then, and then go leave and go to rainbow gatherings and go to concerts and What's your what's the best concert you've ever what's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, it's like it's a tie between Radiohead at Bonnaroo and of Montreal and Oakland. 
All right. Uh, we have yeah. also Machine uh, of Mornings with Machine is running our board. What's the best concert you've ever been to? And you can say your own band, The Business Sticks, if you like. Do you know what? I've been to so many good ones here in the city, including like War Bison, The Rolling Stones. You saw The Rolling Stones, huh? I did. I saw them back in uh, 2004, I think it was, at AT&T Park. Damn. That was a very good show. Also, um, Nine Inch Nails was great, but the local bands here at St. Concrete was one of the best shows I saw. The parents at Benders and the subways from England at Slim's, all very good. What about yourself, Pam? I'd have to say, I agree with that War Bison thing. I love, that's one of my favorite bands. I, I mean, in local bands, I love Floating Goat. Also, when they play as Hendrixian, I enjoy that very much. I love the Business Dicks. I've seen them a bunch of times. Thank They're great. You. Um, but I think maybe I've been to I've been to fish concerts like like eleven of them, so those were pretty great too. That's more of a cultural experience I feel yeah. when I go fish Grateful Dead. It's more like you have more fun hanging out with the people outside the concert, and it's more like the culture is what makes that cool. Yeah, I was offered tickets for their last uh, Grateful Dead's last uh, show ever, I believe, at uh, Levi Stadium. Oh, well, but you were offered tickets, but you didn't go. Yeah, couldn't they make it? Oh man! So hour before the game, I made it to the parking lot, but never inside, man. I don't know what happened. Oh, I've done that a few times. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take this tiny, tiny little pat of butter that I wrapped up individually. It's and we're really adorable. I put it in the tiny. For the listeners at home, so. just imagine the cutest, tiniest little butter pack. And we have four of them, and they're it's melting on our in our tiny pot. Well, I'm hoping oh, it's gonna melt. I mean, there's coals in there. Should, should we add more sticks to it? Should I break up some sticks? Well, it's, it's hot. I think there's gotta be. I mean, this thing is getting hot. I mean, there's coals in it, so I'm hoping the butter's gonna melt. We'll chop up our tiny little itty bitty uh, jalapenos while we're. Don't rub your tiny fingers in your tiny eyes when you're done cutting the jalapenos. It's don't touch your tiny dick with your tiny. Yeah, don't touch your tiny don't, thing to don't the other tiny. Do don't do that. Do that. Um, that actually, that actually happened once. Unless you're into that, like I'm not here to kink shame. The San Francisco. Uh, one time I was part of a, a, a contest. It was a chili making contest, and we were making a habanero duck chili my ex-husband and I and he was helping me chop up habaneros but he forgot that he was chopping habaneros and then he went into the bathroom and he went to do a little potty and then he came running out of the bathroom screaming my dick's on fire my dick's on fire and that you cheating bastard was a funny funny party yeah my dick's on fire my dick's on fire Hey, uh, Machine, where can people pick up uh, the, the business, business Dicks music? Do you have a website? or? Yeah, do we do, actually. We've got, you can pick it up on businessdicks.hereandnow. And, and uh, you can buy it there, but you can check it out on YouTube first in case you hate it and don't want to purchase it. <laughs> it's on, it's on um, iTunes, Apple Tunes, Spotify, Deezer. It's on all those things. Look um, up Business yeah. Dicks. The, you did some really beautiful job chopping these tiny jalapenos. I don't know if I've ever seen tinier pieces of jalapeno. Yeah, tiny, tiny. So now we're chopping up the tiny, tiny bits of, of cheese as well because the cheese was the cheese shreds were way too big. So we need to make those a lot smaller to make. Oh, 
Is it melting? It should be melting. I can. Yes, I see the butter is melting. The butter in the tiny pot is melting. Here we go. Tiny kitchen. Yeah, I feel like my life is so out of control right now that tiny things are the way to go. Things are too big and scary and out of control right now. And I don't know what to believe. Uh, I, I did, I, I don't know what, I don't know what's gonna happen. We have free food for any tiny protesters out there that need some nachos on the go. Yes. I don't, gosh. I think the main protest today is at 16th in Valencia. I just came past it. So well done, Gen Z, for organizing that. I have awesome. seen a lot of tiny children on the street doing little protests. Um, there were, and it's, you know, it's really unnerving to hear a bunch of small children screaming, let me breathe, let me breathe. But I think that, you know, they're, th this Generation Z, this next generation, they actually believe that they can still change things. They have hope, which I think is exciting. They're not jaded yet. They're not jaded yet. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. It is. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's melting. It's melting. The tiny butter is melting. Okay, I think that in order to fry these tiny little things, so I need to add another stick of butter. So I'm going to add another tiny. That's right. We're making fresh fried tortilla chips. We have these little circular about... Yeah, we'll take uh, pictures for you at some point. Don't nickel worry. Nickel-sized. Yeah, they're in between little a nickel and a dime. Little tortillas. We're gonna fry up here. Gonna cut them in between a nickel and a dime, just like we live our lives. <laughs> I know it's not even a dollar. Uh, not even. A uh, machine, did you hear that the bars are supposed to open back up on Friday? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> How excited! I mean. That's awesome. I, I don't I don't particularly want to be the crushed in the rush on the first day, <laughs> but I'll be there. I mean, I I'm don't think there's going to be much of a... I think it's going to be a slow trickle. There's going to be people that don't feel comfortable leaving yet. Yeah, true that. True that. Um, I've, I've been to a couple of our locals recently. I was in Zeitgeist last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just they had to walk through drink on the street. Sure. Too, which was great. And then we went to Thieves Tavern. Rest in peace, Thieves Tavern. So you didn't make it till next week. Wow. And Blind Cat, I believe, as well. Oh, R.I.P. Well, maybe, maybe you'll have a resurgence in next week's the week that you're like, all right, we only missed it by two weeks. Maybe we can get back in there. I'm not sure how that goes with, uh, with your leases and everything. But we'd love to see you all back. Yeah, I mean, the stud disappeared. I'm just wondering... How is how different is San Francisco? How how is it going to look different, or are we just going to go right back to the way we were? Like, uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but well, you know what? We all want that to happen, except with the pl police brutality, etc. We don't want that to happen. That's going to change. So, right. let's, um, but San Francisco has a map to walk around and get a beer. Looking forward to it. I'm wondering, it's things have been crazy because of the, like everyone's drinking on the street now, so the the culture has sort of been changed. Tiny, tiny parents. I'm expert. <laughs> tiny memories of tiny childhoods. All coming back to us here. 
a mutiny radio during our tiny kitchen segment. Tiny kitchen. Big, big ideas. Tiny ideas. Too bad you can't smell the tiny fumes. Oh, yeah. It smells a lot like coal and wine for yeah. some reason. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> That's what I'm smelling with my tiny nostrils. It's all, it's all balanced on there. The balancing act. Uh, oh, that was such good flip action. I don't know. Next time we flip it, I should get a video because the cheese, oh, so good. It's bubbling. It's so good. I can't. Oh, yeah. It's good. Working. It's good stuff. It's working. I really feel like I'm finally giving back to my community in a productive way. Yeah. Like, what were they missing? They were missing tiny foods. They, absolutely. I'm and so glad you introduced this to me. Tiny bit of absurdity. That's what everybody needs. I feel like they didn't know that, that they needed it until we were here providing them with tiny entertainment. I didn't even know that this was an, a thing until you told me about it. And I was like, how has this been existing all my life? And I didn't know about it. That I actually had the equipment. People and were I, making tiny foods for a long time, but it was before everyone had cameras in their pockets. It's like police brutality. It's been happening the whole time, but until everybody had a camera to show off, hey, this is what's been happening, people are like, oh, tiny kitchens. Now I get it. Now I like, I could have had a tiny kitchen this whole time. Oh, I forgot to film the flip action. Oh, it's nice. You're, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good flipping job. The tiniest flip you would ever see. It was so adorable. So adorable, I can barely think of the words to fill the air time with how adorable it was. It is, even. It's still... It's still cooking. Adorable. It's still the tiny steak. Tiny I'm going to live forever in the memory of radio. Kamikaze quesadilla. We're doing it. It's crazy. We're crazy. Crazy go nuts. What are we going to make next week on Tiny Kitchen? I don't know. Tiny pancakes? I mean, we could try it. I just have to get the right tiny batter because I was trying to figure it out today with the eggs. And I'm like, how do we take a tiny bit of egg? Do I like take an egg and mix it up and then use a little like tiny little syringe? I thought we were going to use crusties. Yeah, well, that I guess that I one's only water. And so then we can do it. Yeah. It doesn't need any egg at all, which would be ideal. And then we can have the tiny stove still making tiny bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, we need quail eggs. They're the <laughs> tiniest eggs. Here. We also need any tiny, tiny cooking equipment. Like, we need a little spatula. Right now we're using yeah. tools. A little spatula would be nice. Some more tiny dishes. If somebody wants to loot a dollhouse for us, we need, we need more tiny kitchen gear. We can make tiny burgers. We were thinking about making tiny burgers and tiny french fries, but we need to learn how to make the consistency of the fire good enough to deep fry, but I think we're working on it. This is a good first step. We deep fried some nachos. Trying to get this off the pan. We have a little, the cheese melted so well that we have a little. I'm so glad that the band came to play for us because last time it was a little quiet in between our tiny um, adventure. Having the tiny smooth jazz. Oh, I made him shy. They had a break for a second. Oh my God. Here's another tiny quesadilla. All right, more tiny cilantro on that. 
there we go. All right. Oh, do you have a tiny poem? No, no, political. That's fine. Yeah, it's free speech. Political. It's a free speech zone. I uh, before that, let me do the, my tiniest favorite poem. It's a haiku, and uh, it's the secret is knowing the difference between butterflies and trash. Do you know the tiny, the short story, the six-word story by uh, Ernest Hemingway? What's that? What is that? Uh, it's um, for sale, baby shoes never worn. Ah, yes. Very sad, sad short story. Okay, this is a little poem. It's, it's pretty short. It's not the shortest poem ever. All right, here we go. There's weird shit in why I believe Tara Reed. The horse thing, for example. Scamming a nonprofit to get medical care for a beat-up old horse is exactly what a rape survivor would do. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this is, this is very funny because the kids were telling me about Tara Reed. I teach these kids. And they're saying, Tara Reed, Tara Reed, and Joe Biden, Tara Reed. And I was like, when did Tara Reed make a comeback after Sharknado? I was like, I thought that Sharknado was her comeback. I didn't know that she'd gotten into politics or what she'd done. And the kids are looking at me and they're like, what's Sharknado? And I was like, we're talking about Tara Reed, right? And the teacher says to me, oh, it's a different, it's spelled differently. It's a different Tara Reed. And I was like, Oh, I honestly thought that we were talking about like American Pie, Tara Reid. Yeah, I couldn't believe. I just thought that was so funny. But it's ter- I mean, it's terrible. We should definitely believe people when they say that uh, nefarious things happen to them. Why would we not believe them? Why would they lie? Why would people lie about that? I, I don't know. They're, you know, believe, believe people's stories. Yeah, you can always prove someone innocent in court or whatever they say. I've got a... I've got a tiny poem. As I pull the dangling turd out of my dog's anus, I think to myself, this is what it means to love. (laughs) It's the tiniest poem I ever wrote. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a short poem about um, beards. it's and it's it is it actually in, involves I have a long poem about short beards. Ah, it's a it, it involves tininess too. So there's a city in your beard, rows of tiny houses filled with clever pundits whispering how to live, confusing my fingers when they dig for skin, gardening invisible bonsai. I'll keep reaching till I find your jaw, longing to rent in your ghetto. Tiny, tiny poem about tiny, tiny people, it. tiny city in the beard. I like so, that this action figure outside is doing pull-ups on our uh, our flyer stand. I just got another kiss from Poseidon. That's what happened to me too. So I, I actually thought I'd written the shortest poem, tiniest poem ever, about ten years ago, and then I looked it up, and it was way too long. It was like oh man, ridiculous. Well, well, what was it? So, so, my poem was my I, just M Y I. My I. <laughs> that was it. That was all my poem was, and I thought, <laughs> wow, I just wrote the shortest poem on the whole planet. Nobody could beat that. So I looked it up. I'd never thought of it before, and I just it just happened to be that it came to me, 
I looked up what is the shortest poem in the world, and I thought I've won this. I'm going to be in the Guinness Book Book of World Records, but I'm not because somebody else wrote <laughs> Go. G O. That was it. Go. Well, it does involve action, and it yep. has. Yep. Well, I'm going to write a poem that's just an explanation point. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Sure. Good on you. It says so much. And so little. <laughs> and nothing. I, yeah. She's got two. I've got the semicolon tattoo. I didn't I didn't know this is this is one of my smallest tattoos. It's a it's not a tiny semicolon, it's a nice sized one. And I got it because I used to be a fiction writer and my work was just pregnant with semicolons because it's one of my favorite grammatical uses. It's taking two ideas that are similar and jamming them together because they shouldn't be apart, but they can't you can't really comma and them you can't really conjunction them but they're they need to be together in a sentence so use semicolon well i found out later accidental gang tattoo this means that you tried to kill yourself like the whole semicolon well, thing pause so because you know you someone you know or love killed themselves and you want to think about the pause the pause right it's not it doesn't have to be over it can yeah. just be a pause and a change well i didn't know that so all of a sudden i'm like people are like oh are you a survivor and I'm like, of what? Of suicide. I'm like, well, actually I am, but I didn't try to cut my wrists. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then they explained it to me. And I was like, oh, wow. So I have another accidental gang tattoo. When I was 19, because I was a theater major, on the back of my neck, I got um, the symbol of theater, the smiling, crying faces things. And I have it on my neck because I wanted to have my hair down because I didn't want to show my mom because I was embarrassed and I was worried. And then I find out more tiny nachos. when I'm teaching high school in Oceanside, I had my hair up one day and one of the kids goes, oh, Benjamin, smile not cry later essay. And I was like, what? And he's like, that's a, that's a, that's a gang tattoo. That's like a symbol of the, he's like, let's smile not cry later. You're like, you're like legit. Benjamin, like if anyone ever tries to key your car, you know I got your back. And I'm like, I hope you have my back anyways, but it's not a gang tattoo. They're like, yeah, it is. It's on your neck. So I got a lot of street cred from my class, but two accidental gang tattoos. What is wrong with me? I had something similar happen. Can't wait to see the third one. Because I have a, because I have an anarchy sign tattoo. And one person, I was like, east side of Columbus, and one person just got out of jail and was like, are you part of the Aryan Brotherhood? And I was like, no, this is an anarchy sign. This is He's like, yeah, but they all have that tattoo. And I'm like, no, I'm not affiliated with that whatsoever, man. Like, look at the other side. It's like a hippie He's side. Not <laughs> baby. Don't, it's not what like, you think. I didn't know. I didn't think of that. I didn't think about it in a prison mind, you know? Well, and I have... I have my, I guess my third gang tattoo is the Benders gang tattoo, the one I have on my middle finger. And I went to court at one point and I had to put, I put a bandaid around it because I'm a coward. Like I should have just let it be like, yeah, I have a finger tattoo. But I was so worried in court that they'd be like, people with finger tattoos are dirty weirdos. And so I, I hit it with a bandaid like a coward. 
We should get some tiny glasses so we can have like a tiny toast. When oh, we're tiny done. wine, tiny and toast. And then I have it, a whole setup with like a little tablecloth. I'll start making little tablecloths and we can set the table with all of our dishes and have like a little glass of. Oh, I'm going to talk at Isabella. I'm going to get all of her old Grape stuff. juice that looks like wine because there's no drinking what's here at the station. Yeah, what, right. What's the tiniest, what's the tiniest, uh, what's the tiniest tasty recipe that you've ever had? I would, I would say that, so that it depends what you mean by tiny. Like tiny is in number of ingredients. Yes, number of ingredients. Um, I'm a big fan of making souffles because it's mostly technique and it's very few ingredients. It's eggs, uh, sugar, a little bit of flour, uh, and then whatever else that you want. Like I'd like to add some Grand Marnier and some, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the. Um, rind the yeah, orange right. rind so five ingredients uh maybe six maybe a little salt and then it's just about technique so tiny super well, I, I got a good tiny recipe it's just chickpeas black pepper and a little lemon squeeze that makes a great soup Brilliant. yeah you just have to simmer it for a long long time so mine my have any tiny soups yet that's a great idea we can have one garbanzo bean maybe two Yes, oh, it's perfect. And it, like, and we have the tiniest grater, so we could do like a lemon, we can zest, do a little lemon zest on the, as a garnish. That's a great idea. You're hired for our tiny kitchen. It doesn't pay anything, but you get the tiniest amount of glory. Uh, we, we, bring, we spark tiny joy into tiny hearts and big, big joy into big hearts. Tiny Glory. Uh, I remember that band. I was actually at their first concert. Tiny Glory. I, it sucks that they broke up. Is it a tiny tattoo? I don't know. Okay, so Tiny Glory is just a name of something. It's, that sounds like a, maybe a name for a penis. <laughs> tiny Glory. And I just and you were talking about tattoos earlier, and I, I always thought the best idea for a dick tattoo would be the Latin phrase amor fati, which just means love your fate. Oh. <laughs> so Tiny Glory, isn't that the first album of business dicks? No, if I'm not mistaken. It could be the last one. <laughs> it's going to be the last one. <laughs> I always, uh, I always wanted to be in a band. I wanted to, I got to sing, um, I got to pretend that I was in a tiny band. I don't know if you've ever done um, live band karaoke. I love that. I've done it El Rio. It's so good. I, live, that's the only time I've done it. It's amazing. Live band karaoke is the biz. I've done it in New York uh, at a place called Arlene's Grocery. And they've done it a couple times at Amnesia before it was sold and then resold. Um, I've never done it at... El Rio, but I heard here they have, well, everything gr is great at El Rio. Whenever they come back, please uh, frequent that beautiful establishment. But when you, you feel like a tiny rock star, when, and they follow you, like they know the song enough that even when you mess up, they make you sound good. So good. That's why I had this idea for camping, like maybe pulling off just camping or at a Burning Man or a Rainbow Gathering event where everyone who knows all these cover songs get together and they start playing songs that like most people know and you have a drunken karaoke where like everyone has some drinks so they don't care what they sound like and just everyone sings Wonderwall together. Or everyone sings Wagon Wheel. Even though you hate that song, you're like, fuck it, we're all drunk singing it together. Exactly. We got some nachos frying. I think this might be the last dish that we this have. This might be the last. I'm going to take... It's they're almost picture. done, and then we're gonna make another little nacho plate uh, for maybe we'll leave it for the vegetarians this time. <laughs> We've got all Just the little tiny meats. So my tiny recipe is for pancakes, which I make regularly. It only has three ingredients. It has the juice of one uh, 
the juice of one tin of garbanzo beans, flour, and oat milk, and that's it. The most wow, best. Are those even pancakes? That sounds like They're something way more delicious. So amazing. Like, so amazing. Oat milk is like this thing that I've just discovered, and now I'm like, where was this my whole life? I've been using oat it flour. In Scotland. For- is it from? So I've been using oat flour forever. In that, um, this is a strange story. I used to, um, when I was, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, thank you. Uh, when, when I was uh, in high school, I, I've always enjoyed. I don't know. I have a cookie tattoo. Back to the tattoos. I have a cookie tattoo on my shoulder. I've always enjoyed making cookies. I've always enjoyed Mrs. Fields. I've always been a cookie maker. It's just a thing. So in, in high school, I actually would wake up at night I'd make a big batch of cookies and then in the morning I'd wake up super early and I'd bake these fresh cookies and I'd bring them to school and I'd sell them at break in class and so I would use this Mrs. Fields recipe that I kind of found and doctored together and the trick to it is that you take the oatmeal and you turn it into oatmeal flour and you use half oatmeal flour and half regular flour and the purpose behind this is that oatmeal flour is gluten-free so you can add it to your dough early and get it all really mixed in there and not worry about creating any gluten and having like a weird chewiness in your cookie and then you just fold in your flour after because you really don't want to you don't want to activate that gluten at all in a cookie you just want it to be like it's like when you make a pie crust you just you want to touch it as little as possible because the more you touch it the weirder it gets so, but with the oatmeal flour, you can really fuck with it. You can like mix it around and get it all going and put even put your chocolate chips in when that's in and then fold in your flour and do your cookies. So I was using oat flour like, you know, in 91. But I didn't figure out this oat milk thing until like six months ago. So, so that's the thing. Also, the end of that story is that I got in trouble at school for selling cookies. They brought me, they brought me into the principal's office and they sat me down and the principal was like although I appreciate your entrepreneurial spirit and your ability to make these cookies you're taking business away from the cafeteria and we need that money and you can't do this anymore and I was like are you fucking you're fucking kidding me right it's, yeah, so, but the thing was, we didn't have like a, at our school, because it, it was Richie Pants, but they didn't, it was so Richie Pants that they didn't have any like home ec, because, you know, why would, why would they want to teach anybody how to do that? We're all going to college. We don't need actual life skills. Someone will, you know, whatever. So I was, I was, the, if you, why didn't they task me and be like, hey, why don't you teach a class? On like, why why not take the talent and turn it into something and make a club, a baking club? Yeah, instead of scolding me and yeah. being like, "You're a, a bad person, you're in trouble." I had a similar like entrepreneurial mindset as a child, and gel pens were really big, so I had a bunch of gel pens. And what I would do is I came up with these little tattoos people could get, and I would draw on them these little designs. And then other artists would be like, "I want to be a part of your business," and we would charge people like whatever they wanted, like five cents a dime to do these little tattoos. And then a teacher came up and was like, let me see those tattoos. Let me see your gel pens. I was like, okay. And then she took them. She wasn't even a teacher. She was just like kind of like an assistant for the recess or some shit. She's like, you can't do this. You can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to see you doing it. And I'm like, I'm trying, just trying to make some money. Like, the kids love it. Like, I love it. I switched, school. I switched schools and I tried it again. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm in a new school. They haven't told me no yet here. I even had employees that would give me a percentage of what they made. But 
I think that's a little less innocent than cookies, uh, you know. But gel pen tattoos, that's where it's at. I love cookies. I, I don't know. Making, making oat milk is the easiest thing on the planet. I did that during my quarantine when I got back here and I ran out of milk and there was nobody to go run for me. So oat milk, it's just oats and water. It just, it's ridiculous. One quarter, a quarter the amount of, so one, one, to five, one to four of oats to water. Leave it in the fridge overnight. Blend it in the morning and you can either drink it straight away so a bit slimy, or you can uh, put it through a cheese bag or a t-shirt, because I only had a t-shirt. Just put it through a t-shirt. Don't use the armpit. Unless, <laughs> unless you want a slimy armpit when you put the t-shirt on later, because you're not going to just wash it because you just strain some oat milk through it. Yeah, you're going to wear it. You know you're going to wear it. It's a clean t-shirt. It's got one oat milk stain on it, and it might give you some street cred as well. But anyway, it's for one pint, one pint of oat milk, so easy. I actually did the wrong measurements and I made four liters accidentally because I'm not very good at reading instructions. <laughs> so I, I did a pint and a half of oats and then made the water up. With oh, that. you had a lot. I had this huge pan of oat milk. It only took me two weeks to drink it. Coffee party. It's the best in coffee. I think it's the totally. best. I have it every morning. Like substitute for it, it. It makes it so creamy. It's like. This is the other, here's the other weird trick. This is a thing the vegans taught me. And I was like, vegans, I don't know what's wrong with you, but it's fine, vegan. it's fine. I, you know what? Whatever choices people make, it's totally great and I support it and I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'm not going to do it. But I learned that if you can't use eggs and you have to use a recipe, you take flaxseed and you put it in the, you put a little water and you zhum zhum it up and it becomes this like eggy, viscousy weirdness that totally works as an egg substitute. I've done it in banana bread, I've done it in like applesauce bread and cookies, in all kinds of things. And it's unbelievable. It like becomes a protein and makes things stick together. It's rad. Yeah, you so can also use applesauce instead of eggs for some cake recipes. So I was thinking about the thing that you said about oat milk. I know somebody who is a meat eater, but he runs like a free food kitchen where it's always vegan soup. And he uses oat milk, like he makes it, he puts it in his, to make it taste like meat. And he does the same meaty flavor. So you taste like you're getting a stew, but that's like his secret. I'm not supposed to tell people, but you guys look honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have forgotten this in Twitter. Thank you, Andrew Rose. Thanks for reading your poetry and eating our tiny taco. Good luck in on your on your real motorcycle. He says he'll eat my tiny taco any day. Oh, That's so sweet. That's the nicest thing I've heard all day. We're, well, come back next week for tinier other things. Yes. We'll have to do some tiny wieners sometime on the yeah. tiny grill. Oh, well, that, that's even easier because we just, you know, we can stick them. It's just a matter of having tiny meat and maybe putting and it on making tiny the, buns. Oh, that's got to be. So we'll have to do something else, too, on the side, like maybe uh, some french fries. We'll figure it out. We're going to get some more tiny utensils and tiny things. I think this was very successful today, though. Yeah, we have four, uh, four whole, different dishes. Four different dishes of different kinds. There's yeah. even a vegetarian dish. Even a vegetarian dish. Yep. We've we have got, a, we've got actual. It looks like a loaded tostada. We have a loaded quesadilla, loaded nachos, and just some regular nachos for the for the vegetarian the that's going to come through. Yeah. Well, cool. This was a super fun tiny kitchen. I think I should get a tiny taste. Tiny podcast to tell the viewers what it's like trying the tiny nachos. It's a tiny wee cigarette. Yeah, it tastes like tiny nachos. Tastes like tiny nachos. Definitely take tastes a like small amounts of cold food because tiny, 
tiny tiny foods cool off faster, mm. so it's perfect it if any tiny children need to come by. This is a good quesadilla. I got the little cilantro. There's a little sour cream on it. There's a little bit of the tiny cheese string. Mm. You know, mm. you see like melty goodness. I, I do. Someone on the internet today said that we should get a mouse and feed it, and I would like to have a tiny hamster. Yeah, if anyone wants to bring their tiny rodent here to try tiny foods, we're open to that. But you got to take it with you. We don't. No, I don't want, want it. To we stay don't want here. it to stay the state. We don't want mice in the station. But if your pet mouse wants to visit the station to eat tiny foods, ah, I just the tiny little fingers and the tiny. I love them. I would love. Bye, Andrew Rose. Here goes Andrew Rose. I wish that I could bring in a raccoon. There's some raccoons that live in this neighborhood. And one night, and I've been scolded for this, but I had an extra croissant, and I met, um, a, I met a raccoon on the street here on uh, 21st Street. And so I got really low and really quiet, and I sort of tried to befriend this um, raccoon, and so I took tiny pieces of the croissant, or the croissant, and I held it out, and it was taking them from my hand. And I felt its tiny claws on my Aww. tiny fingers, and it was one of the most magical Raccoons moments. Raccoons wash their hands, so it's not that bad. It's not. But people were like, "You, you're an insane person. They carry disease." This was a nice raccoon. It didn't. It didn't at all scare me in any way. Raccoons are really good about washing up. They wash their hands. Do you know the difference between a man and a raccoon? Did you know that a raccoon can actually clean its own penis? <laughs> I got. I'm gonna try this tiny tostada here. Tiny tostada. Do they? Can you imagine? I can't. So now, now in my head, all I can See think of is the crunch. A, a tiny raccoon with jerking off, like a tiny little opposable thumb. This is a. Pro, I'm a problem. I'm a. I'm. A, my wow, brain is a problem. Wow, that was a delicious tiny portion. There it is, tiny foods. I think we're gonna lose weight making this show. Yeah, you know, other cooking shows people gain weight. I think this is the one. We're controlling our portions. Exactly. This, these are tiny, One tiny, tiny portions. <laughs> very small portions. Uh, well, this has been today's tiny kitchen. And uh, it was really great to have Machine in the house to run the board. Uh, he's also training for his new show, Mornings with Machine, on Mondays from 8 to 10 a.m. Yes, that's mm -hmm. right. Morning programming here at Mutiny Radio. So excited about that. Stay tuned. You can always donate uh, Mutiny Radio on Venmo if you'd like to give money. Uh, or you can just come by and donate some tiny, tiny foods. <laughs> Bring us the rest of your sandwich and we'll do something with it. A tiny, tiny cutthroat kitchen. Tiny utensils. <laughs> this would actually be good for cutthroat kitchen if they're like, you can only cook on this tiny stove. <laughs> and you have to make... Now I'm going crazy. Uh, well, cool. We'll see uh, what other music we're going to play. I think if you did Cutthroat Kitchen and you did use the tiny stove because they can't taste it anyway, you might just win for creativity. Yeah. If you use all the ingredients that you're supposed to and then you did it a favorite. tiny amount, like I would I would make, I would vote for you for, as winner of I, that so, contest. Someday I want to. So this is the last thing I'll talk about with this. Stuff. I was tried to get vendors to do this with counter offer last June and I actually made the whole business proposition and I sent it to them and I was like we need to do Iron Chef at Counter Offer on a Sunday night when things are dead and we have the Counter Offer team of two like fight quote unquote another restaurant and we have and we have three like celebrity guests and everybody gets to eat and we have no idea what we're going to cook with and we're in the kitchen and I was like it'll bring in business it'll be fun we can film it we can have everyone who would be excited.
excited about that. Like live. Oh, we forgot to talk about the tiny fudge. We should have added the tiny fudge for the tiny display at the end. Yeah. Like it's fine though. We know now that everyone knows the tiny fudge did exist. Yeah. So I, I, I made some tiny peanut butter pot fudge, just tiny little itty bitties uh, for dessert. And, and I, I mean, I would just love if anyone ever brought in their tiny animal and they were okay with them eating a tiny piece of pot food. <laughs> I just want to see. I just we're we're see. all about animal cruelty here, as long as it's entertaining. Well, no, but it's not animal cruelty. If they, I mean, if they, ha if they don't have an endocannabinoid system, nothing's going to happen. If they do have an endocannabinoid system, then clearly they were meant for cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. I love that word. Cool. All right. Well, uh, this has been Tiny Kitchen. We'll be back another time. Thanks again to Machine. And uh, control your lives, everybody, with tiny, tiny things. Just start tiny steps. If you feel out of control, just make yourself a list that says, like, brush teeth, brush hair, take shower, wash dishes. And then when you do those tiny things in your life, just cross them out. And you'll just feel a tiny bit of accomplishment. And it'll make you feel a tiny bit of control in the life that might seem out of control right now. So... Yay! Thank you, Pam Tastic and Rachel, Rachel, for the tiny telephone. No, not tiny telephone. Tiny, <laughs> tiny tot kitchen. I had something. It's all been small talk, there. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that all worked out just nicely. We got an hour in there. Lovely. I'm not sure if that's playing there in the background. It is. Yeah, we'll just put a bit of um, ambient stuff. We're gonna have a wee break here. Um, and then we'll be taking your call-ins tomorrow morning about mosh pits. If our first topic for mundane mornings, mundane Monday morning. Monday morning machine, mosh. We're going to do talk about mosh pits because they're probably going to be outlawed as of. Yeah, I think mosh wow. pits are going to be no longer, and I'm so glad to have been in every single one on the planet ever. So we'll be talking about mosh pits tomorrow. I'm so excited for your show tomorrow because I have a story about being in a mosh pit, not at Coachella, it was in Indio, but not Coachella, Excellent. in 1990 with Pearl Jam. Let's do that tomorrow. And I'll tell you that story. It is it is a fun, oh boy. Oh. Nice one, I'm glad about that, because I, I was thinking of actually doing two, two four-hour segments, because I have so many stories about mosh pits. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great, so we'll see you tomorrow, but we're gonna have a wee break here. Uh, just to take the mics off and put the abnormal music on here. Which is just going to be coming through your ears and uh, your way. Goes through your auditory canal. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-P. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I'm glad to be here once again. Full-length movie coming up. Except it's two full-length movies. Oh, my God. Oh, you're kidding me. Gosh, we have a really big show, a really exciting show. And what better way to kick it off than our pal from uh, the show before us on Unity Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up. Distinguished guests, please give it up for Paul Brumbaugh. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. Uh, Paul does the show. We, we air first on MutinyRadio.fm. That says, just go type that in. It's this internet streaming radio station. We do live shows as well, and uh, we socially distance, and uh, despite the photos, we all wear masks. So come on by. But you can listen to Paul's show, The Edge of Insanity, and our show on a Sunday afternoon. Paul starts at noon, Pacific Standard Time. That's not, uh, 3 p.m. East Coast time. And let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, a.k.a. LWAFLMYC. Good we stream first every Sunday. 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and <laughs> you can find specific. us. Yeah, specifically. Uh, and you can find our podcast, which drops later on Sunday, by its acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we want you to also support Muni Radio. They're yes. awesome. We wear masks. So give a, a shout-out by going to Venmo. Donate what you can at Muni Radio. Carl, what are the movies? Today. Right. We're going to watch two movies today, and Montclair High School ties them together. We're going to watch The Battle of the Bullies, also called Revenge of the Nerd, 1983. And we're also all going to watch What If I'm Gay, 1987. Uh-huh. These are after-school oh, right. specials. We're going to love them. So these are like an hour-long specials, right? These are the yeah. ones that CBS used to play? It's like 45 minutes, yeah, because of commercials. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they're good. And the commercials. Yeah. All right. Well, we're very excited. Carl and I, full disclosure, went to Montclair High School in Montclair, New Jersey. Bingo. And I remember uh, these movies when they came out and when they were shot. And and we actually have one of the talent uh, coming by for the second show. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. It's very exciting. I'm thrilled it'll be there. So what is our first movie? Okay, let's go to YouTube, and I'm sorry this is so long. You put in Battle of the Bullies, a.k.a. Revenge of the Nerd, 1983. I'm sorry that's so long. Battle of the Bullies, a.k.a., and has the periods, a.k.a. Revenge of the Nerd, 1983. Okay, so this is Revenge of the Singular Nerd. (laughs) Yeah, right, it's not correct. And that's probably why it's called Battle of the Bullies, a.k.a. Revenge of the Nerd, because they that's don't want right. fucking nerd leaders on their ass. This was released one year before Revenge of the Nerds came out, and when it came out, they said, uh-oh, we're in trouble. We didn't copyright this. Right. Battle of the Bully, which was, it's not. It's not. He battles the bullies. Anyway, we'll see. That's what you put in your well, YouTube he- search engine. All right. And who's hosting it again? Which uh, is the subscriber? Yeah, we want Frank West. Am I right? Go West. All right, sounds good. The publisher is Frank West. That's his channel. Cue it up, slide it back to 000, hit pause, and... Hit pause, 
You need to listen to that, Carl. Thank you, gentlemen. And then we wanted you to listen to Paul Brumbach, the Countdown King himself. He's going to do the countdown for you. And when he says go, hit play. All right, here you go, guys. You know the drill. Let's do it in true Battle of the Bullies style. Get that fingering over the hovering triangle. And let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Okay, LCA, a new world company. I feel like a star. <laughs> I see the star. It's I, give it, I, I give it a gold star. <laughs> oh, no. Look, it looks like another brick in the wall. <laughs> that is what it looks like. We don't need no. Oh, I know the nerd. Uh-huh. Don't I? That's Montclair High School you're looking at. This is, and there's snow on the ground. Oh, uh, tree hates you. Can you guys point out which like lockers or garbage cans they might have stuffed you in as a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> that guy you saw, his it's... name is Manny Jacobs, and maybe you saw him in Manhattan Project. Yeah, that's what it was. There you go. Yeah. He, he was, was supposed to return I'm sorry. What we're doing now is learning that he is like a weakling. He gets good grades. He, you know, nerd. All right. Is this the Mockler High gym? Yes, literally. Although I don't recognize those machines. <laughs> Must have been a different era. <laughs> now, this came out oh. in 83. I was there in 81 and 82. And that looks, okay. that equipment's pretty conducive to what I was using in high school. That's a total universal. Now look, the director made everyone stop and gawk at him because he likes, he put it on the lowest weight and he couldn't. Couldn't budget, right? Yeah. Now but we I have think... a scene which is more appropriate for What If I'm Gay, our next after school special. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrestling. Oh, Ken Kwok says he's a famous director. He is, he's and this him. was his debut. You didn't have to rewind to show it us. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> I thought he was doing the moonwalk. Yeah, I like these socially distant circles that they wrestle in. Yeah, it's smart for our today's day and age. This guy did the sisterhood of the traveling pants. That's the director we're watching. Oh, and I just made a sisterhood of the traveling pants here because I nearly crapped my pants. So Watch how he gets squirted on the other side. His whole shirt is nerdy. That's high quality special effects there. Now we're meeting best friends. Uh, now we're meeting love interests. So this this is a tight script, right? There's no no breath. They just go right into it. Yeah. It this this the guy who wrote this script was in NYU's Tisch School of the Arts at the time. He was like twenty something, twenty two. And um he, you know, this was his debut premiere. This guy was in Bad News Bears, this his, his best friend. Really? Mm-hmm. Was he on the other team? 
No, he was the little blonde haired one who was like, stick it up your ass, you know, the the oh, yellow. Yeah. He's the only one I've Oh yeah. no, not from the original, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, um, that, hero. Was, that was that was oh don't even say his name, the character name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tanner. 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 Bad news bears. Uh, yes, yeah, here it is. The shortstop Tanner Boyle. <laughs> Sorry. Kick <laughs> it up your ass, coach. I think I disqualified myself as a <laughs> 1983 nerd. <laughs> Carl, I went to Montclair High School from 83 to 87, so we, we kind of missed each other. Right, absolutely, because I went to Heightstown after that, and I got That's to right. really know you after high school. Right, I had just graduated high school and being a mutual friend, and we were working on fish burgers. Right. There he is, Tanner. Up to your ass, nerd. Uh, see so, so far, we have two movie references. The guy was reading a Luke Goddard book. Mm -hmm. We've done his movie, of course, here. And then uh, there's a movie right. professor, Jerry Lewis. Wait, hold on. That's Tanner? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That looks more like the, the, more like the, the, the nerd that, was the, uh, that wouldn't play that was the uh, scorekeeper. I guess he was super young. Uh, let's see here. That was 78. And this is 83. Right. No, e yeah. even earlier, it was 76 and 77. And yeah, this is uh, 83. You know, he's from Oradell, New Jersey. Mike, you know, that's in Bergen County, kind of close to Montclair. Yeah, right. I so was this part of the actual after-school specials? Yes. Because I remember all those, and this looks hella familiar. So they did at least a couple of them at your guys' high school. Yes. Now, the, what we're seeing right, right now is his invention, okay? He okay. invented, uh -huh. he can talk to everybody's TV in the whole neighborhood. Okay. Plot point. Uh, I guess the government's coming after him. Oh, let me guess. Uh, I'm not going to even bother. See the fake computer? Uh-huh. On his TV screen. Right. They did a stop motion and said, look, it's a fancy computer. Looks like it's drawn with magic marker. I just found my... When I... I'm sorry, go ahead. This is a funny oh, no, 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 no. bit, and it's... Th this director's weird. You see the basketball? Yeah. They're going to throw it up, and it's never going to come down. Looks like it's air. Looks like it's Nerf or something. <laughs> Doesn't even look real. Uh, oh, it's a Spalding. It's just a bad print, really. Okay. Is this our town? Yes. This is Montclair. Wow, it's crazy. I Look, forget that you see, like it bounces off, and it never comes back. Hmm. And they ignore That's it. That's a joke. Yeah, you made a joke. Oh, that's just funny when you're 22. Now he's fawning over his love who he can't have. Now, Mike, you remember in the library, you see that balcony? Yeah. I thought that was so it was cool. cool. It also was around the gym. Uh, this is our library, our high school library? Yes, that's right. 
You know what I remember about our high school library is that they had the lock horns on it because the cartoonist is from Montclair. So, uh-huh. so they they had to listen to the lock horns, and it's like you had some white beater. <laughs> you know what I remember most about Montclair Library uh, was shh. That's the big rule. <laughs> Well, I heard like I was. Uh, oh, that reminds me of this paranoid guy who walked into the library. He goes, "Where am I?" And the woman says, "It's the library." He goes, "How do I know? How do I know this is the library?" And she says, "Shh." <laughs> oh, prove it. That's now it. we're getting a funny, like awkward preteen thing. I mean, they're now. Oh, introduce bully. <laughs> Look at that cutie. This is our heavy guys. Really? It looks like a Charlie's Angel with that hair. Oh, look at this. These are the tough kids I hang out with. So one thing I'm really going to miss, now that you guys have stepped up in your way, uh, our, your guys' way of communicating um, um, for the show, I'm going to miss, all right, um, Mike, where are you at? Tell me when you're at 17 minutes and 51 <laughs> seconds. That's what Don't I'm going to miss now. You guys are actually going to be watching the movie together. No, isn't this sweet? This is Sidney Poitier. This is his first role ever. No, it's not. What? 1983? You're smoking. What? <clears throat> I think okay. we're getting time? bullying. What we're do? I just have to for the plot. I've got to say we're starting to get to like a point in which he's going to be humiliated and he's going to, you know, plot his revenge. revenge. It's so crazy that the bully has like a full on leather jacket like that. Right. Well, it's after school special. It's TV and it's like uh, hit the point over the head, gilding the lily, as you call it. It's too much. Yeah, well, no, it's like a sketch comedy. You want to get everything out of the way. So there's a doctor. He dresses as a doctor. There's a nurse. Yeah. He dresses as a nurse. And then once you get on stage, everyone knows what the, the premise yep. is. So Look at him. You could tell he was – you could tell he, Sydney was going to go on to something great, you know? Now it's, oh, making, yeah. it's making that squeaky noise, right? He's just such a nerd. I almost wish I didn't know. I wish I didn't know what the second movie was because I keep waiting for him to turn gay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is totally in love with that girl. Uh, Now look, the chalk goes in the fish tank. Ha ha. Weird. Now check out this joke. He undoes his sleeve and then puts the other sleeve in. That's hysterical. That's like if I was through a basketball in the air and never came down. Now look, he's gonna—he's gonna chalk with the fish. Oh! <laughs> you killed our class fish, goldfish! You fucking bastard! Now look at this—the struggling scene. It's a real fish, right? They harmed animal. Right. BVS. 
Don't eat it. Well, that's what I learned. That was my take. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yes, I'll be back. I'm telling the tiger, you should take some breakfast. Call back to the water fountain that squirted him. Uh, the old trophy board. The guy, wrote this would, the guy who wrote this would go on to write on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. But that's not his huge claim to fame. He was, he wrote the, he, hmm, I think I made a mistake here. Now I'm talking about the director. He would go on to direct Larry director, Sanders' show. That's where I recognize his name, but I see his name. I think he did, did he do that marriage movie with Mandy Moore and Robin Williams? I don't think so. He did like, um, he said, she said, that kind of, that's similar. Oh, okay, that's but he now this is Montclair, this is not Montclair High. This is the YMCA in pa Montclair at Park Avenue. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and you can see people living in there from here. The reason the is <laughs> he's right though. There, there were many borders. Um, the reason is you what see you the 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 balcony he's on. Yeah. The director's oh, location. There was a, the YMCA had residents, and next door to the YMCA was a parking garage, like a three-level, three-story parking garage. Right. So you could park your car, get out of your car, look straight ahead to the window of the Y, and see someone living in a room. Right. <laughs> That's right. It would be like these shirtless men, just like in their little rooms. It was amazing. Okay, now I have to interrupt because I've got to just point out plot point here. The bad boys, the bullies, have faked a letter from the crush with perfume on it, saying, I like you, and please meet me. You know, they're going to humiliate him. I love it the way you write with a fish on the chalkboard. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> you got to spray it with perfume. That's uh, totally. Okay, so that's the guy that's in the second film. Okay. Right. I'm good. I'm glad you got that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got it. He's uh, perfumed up. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm so progressive living on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. That was I a have to Jersey admit, joke like, if I ever heard one. Yeah. He, he sniffed out the envelope. I've been served. Locker's like, is your name nerd? Yeah, it is. You've been served. You've been served. I always like how Hollywood does that. Hey, are you Keith Knight, the cartoonist? Well, yes, I am. I would like your signature because you got served. <laughs> what? I remember that happened in a dance-off movie, and they misunderstood. And they said, you've been <laughs> served. So they kicked on the music and said, oh, yeah? Check this out. Black, black, black. You've been served. Oh, it's on. It's on. Wait, is he wearing a member's knot only jacket? <laughs> a member's knot. Yeah. <laughs> Not a member jacket? No, that was way too hip for a member's <laughs> only jacket. That had two colors, dude. So look, this is why I oh. wanted to go on his date. Ooh. Whoa! Hilarity! 
Look how Montclair this house is, you know. I love how busy things in the 80s were. Right, the clothing, the shit everywhere. And it was loud, like the colors were loud. Yeah. Even my advice in white was loud. The 80s was loud. The 80s were not the 70s. Now, did you see that? Right. Doc Ock, I think it was. Or the moment from Fantastic Four. It's probably Doc Ock. I thought it was Fantastic Four, too, because it really looked like Kirby. It was definitely a Marvel cartoon, and I don't know. The guy had glasses. It could have been Kirby. And Kirby wouldn't have done Spider-Man. Yeah, you're right. That's the TV cover. Right. We know what we're talking about. We're not nerds. And John Romita, was that his name? John Yeah, senior and junior. His his son became a prolific guy. Illustrator as well, cartoonist John Romita. Mm-hmm. John Rom. I, 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 gosh, there were other artists oh. too, but those guys were the golden age. Look at his stupid hat. He's such a dummy. Hello, my baby. Look at that Montclair snow. Is this um, Anderson Park? Oh yeah. Well, was, I think that's the park I'm thinking of, the one that has a little island in the park where you have the gate and you have to climb that's the gate. That's Edgemont, yeah. That's yeah, that water fountain's back. That should have got, like, third billing in this. <laughs> the water fountain also goes for Larry Sanders. Yeah. Mike, you remember that uh, Edgemont Park was off a valley, right? Yeah. And there was, like, well, they the had a little a lake. in the room. Okay, and now we'll have our humiliating, embarrassing moment because she won't know what he's there for, what he's doing. He's kind of preppy. That nerd's a prep. But why would he put on that hat? Oh, come on, man. Your hormones probably just say, put that on. What a bad look he it is, is how flat it makes your ha- head flat. Like you had an accident. <laughs> I can't believe we're, we're killing time talking about 15-year-old's looks. <laughs> uh, this actress, her name's Sarah Ingle. She was in Firstborn, 1984, Orphan Train, Smooth Talk, 85. I don't know. And then she no, Orphan Train. You're, you're rattling off the titles like you do know. Wow. Those are some I, titles. I, heard, I never heard of Smooth Talk, right? No, no. I heard an orphan train. It was so bad, people called it orphan train wreck. <laughs> Followed up by orphan dumpster fire. Okay, now, she is <laughs> embarrassed, and the bullies are loving it. Here come the bullies to humiliate him, and this will be the incident that makes him fuck him up. What's with the card player? Is he going to grip him? Well, like, later there'll be a scene where they can't believe it, and he'll do that, and the cards will all spill out because he's so shocked. So that's what they're setting us up. That kid in the middle back looks familiar. That guy. His name is is Dennis, and he's Brian Lima, and the only thing interesting is he was also in a movie this other Sarah Ingalls would go on to be in, Firstborn, so. Okay. 
There's nobody really too exciting here. There, except Bad News I'm, Bears, I'm, dude. Oh, yeah, here's that library again. Yeah, he got, he got a trailer on this one, I bet. Mike, don't you remember I the balcony? Remember. You could go upstairs. I remember I went in there and uh, this Russian guy was going to kill me. Because uh-huh. I kept saying, listen, the contract doesn't start in 10 minutes. He's like, it's okay, Mr. Wick. You'll be dead by then. <laughs> Mr. Wick? No, I'm sorry. That's John Wick 2. Uh, John Wick 3, excuse me. Tower Bellum. Now we're getting the, like, my life is over. You'll be okay. I love the shot. Thank God the camera was lying on the shelves when they got that. <laughs> what a good Just roll it. <laughs> Don't you want to set up this? So, this is the spy cam to look up the little kids' as, you know, skirts or something. <laughs> What's going on? Is he dressed for Jim? Oh, the my library? gosh. That's I a real... That I'm waiting for all those shelves to go dominoing down. He took off the embarrassing outfit he was wearing. He was so humiliated. Now he's going. Look at this Montclair window. Yeah, that's totally a Montclair window. We should say Montclair, <laughs> New Jersey. Carl, name me a movie that Montclair was in. Uh, Susan Sarandon, <laughs> The Witness. Okay. Uh, Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt in that movie where he's Irish and comes over, he's in the IRA. Seven. That even Watch on Plaza's in the film. Oh no, I'm gonna have to watch that movie. I was gonna okay. say the guilt trip. Seth Rogan's mom lives in Montclair. Oh, cool. Okay, um now. Uh, his TV will be interrupted by a strange alien. Huh. Oh. Hello, I am nerd. I mean, alien. Right. right. Let me see if I can. I am not. <laughs> My message is urgent. <laughs> It's the nerd. What the fuck costume? Good thing he had that costume lying around. I am a robot. (laughs) You're a robot? Yes. Are those his blood tubes? This is his vacuum. After school special, we'll be back after this. We're back. Now back to after school special. How many guys, how many after school specials you had to watch in school? Like when the teacher said, okay, we have a very special. Uh, yeah, I remember them. that. Oh, uh, when they were like yeah. really important, like drug ones or alcohol yeah. ones. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they would be 45 minutes. So it was perfect for the class. And the teacher got to whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the guy who wrote this, go ahead, Mike. It's Montclair. It's more important. Okay, so we we were in a class, and uh, I, I were in health class, and the gym teacher was pregnant, and we had a troublemaker. I won't mention his name, but he's a great guy. And she said, "Wait, uh, we want you to watch uh, Little House on the Prairie. There's this very special drug episode on Little House on the Prairie." He walks out, and this guy says, "God, she's fucking huge, right?" Or something of the sort. 
And she goes running and she goes, so and so, what did you say? And he says, drugs on Little House on the Prairie? And she goes, yeah, right? <laughs> Completely oblivious <laughs> of her pregnancy. Yeah, I, I, I missed that episode of the Little House on the Prairie when they, they found that meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> little trap house on the prairie. Yeah, little crap house on the prairie. <laughs> okay, okay, now he's going to call up all the bullies and the girl who he now thinks is mean, even though he still loves her. And fool them all okay. that they're going to be the ambassadors who will bring aliens to Earth. He was just watching. Man, he had a TV in his room. Look what yeah. they're watching. Skateboarding from the 80s, westerns from the 80s. Holy yeah, shit. Year. You know what? I'm throwing away that same TV right now. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm going to send you a picture, a picture of it. Holy shit, it looks like it. It's a Sony Trinitron. I Post that on LWAFL and MOIT. I will. That's yeah. Uh, add us. Add us on Twitter. At LWAL of the yeah, <laughs> check out our YouTube channel LWAML. Yeah, if you if you can tell me what those pages are, I'll put it there. <laughs> but on Facebook, we're let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. Yeah, Wafflemont. Wafflemont. Just 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 do it right. Let's get it right. Okay, now even Crush Girl is getting fooled that she isn't going to be an ambassador. You are the mama. Bullshit, that actually looks pretty good, though. <laughs> Look at those cue cards, man. That's really well done. Give us Did he grow up to become a A funny joke, it was upside oh. down. This is, like, obviously from the minds of screenwriters and television people and then, say, like, 14-year-old kids from high school. I also have that big, huge VHS camcorder like they got, man. Well, Montclair's kind of an absolute part. All right, back to the TV. Yeah, there's this funny joke. I married a UFO. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the mom, and in the future, the the television will break in and it's like, I want to speak, you know, and, and he call, you know, she acts like it's the telephone. She goes, Louise, TV for you. <laughs> you has you have your little finger hovering over that mute button you do. Yeah. Cause every now and again, okay. Listen to the music. I can't hear it. Oh, you uh, can't? Yeah. Okay. Don't you want to be famous, Louise? Like history. History. Oh, like look history. at Sydney, man. He looks he looks good in his youth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, where's Classy taking It looks more like Ben Vereen and 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. Oh, yeah, with Jeff Goldblum. People said I look like Brown Shoe. Yeah. Growing up. Now they're like, do you believe in alien life? Yes, I do. I'm going to prove it. I have scientific proof. 
<laughs> oh, I guess e- e- aliens were popular back in 1983, right? Because that's the E.T. the extraterrestrial. Yes. I know what's up. Blah, 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 blah. Look at my card trick setting me up for the when I drop them. Oh, he's, at least he doesn't have a fucking toothpick. This director loved the library. Banana peel. Yeah. And that's comedy. What's between the, the Right. Level. Never see it. <laughs> right. His evil plot. Here comes another one. Oh, that 80s nun. Where is our alien? I've been watching Sister Mary for 40 minutes and the alien hasn't cut in. <laughs> Do your card thing, dude. <laughs> oh, here we go. This special report. You can't hear my audio? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Carlos? I can hear you talking, but not your uh, audio. Not, not the. There we go. Not the audio from the movie. Here, let me. I'll talk to you guys. Turn on the TV set. I'm going to interfere. Okay. This is a federal crime, by the way, to uh, broadcast on on national on uh, the frequencies that you don't own. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that this is a this is a serious crime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they would. It's like in war games, right? They'd come to your door. Yeah, right. And then we're talking about the 80s FBI, man. Ma'am, we're here for Johnny Johnston. My Johnny? (laughs) You should be friendly to nerds. Alien out. Also, 30 Rock, Liz Lemon grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, and her her mom dated Buzz Aldrin, who played himself. Ah. Montclair Second Man. Buzz Aldrin. You know, they changed the name of Mount Hebron, right, to Buzz Aldrin. Oh, you know what? Uh, The middle school, I went to Mount Hebron. Right, I think it's named, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the buzz. Now, what was the, it was two middle schools, Glenfield, and they were yeah. doing construction in the 80s when I was going, and we had to go to like a, a, a closed elementary school. For oh, a I'm year. sorry. I have to interrupt you, Mike. I'm sorry. This woman who's the teacher, right? Um, she is um, uh, going to be in our next one, too. She was in Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, really? She'll be in the next uh, film as the mom. Now, right now, the bad guys are saying, we want to borrow equipment, you know, and we want to set up TVs in front of the student council and have uh, something very important broadcast. She's talking, they're talking the teacher into it. Oh, that's cool. Get the teacher involved. Yeah. I'll do it on one condition that I get to be in the next after school special. What if I'm gay? <laughs> then I'll do it. We, uh, 
Listen, I didn't want to sign up for some sci-fi bullshit. I want some real social issues. Right. So we're bullying. It's a social issue. Uh-uh. Yeah. We're, not, we're just knocking on the nerves. When, when I was in high school, that was a duty and an obligation to pick on this nerds. Yeah. Look, right. when I was in high school, look, there were a lot of nerds around, and we used to we used to tor- torture them, you know. But today in high school, those kids aren't nerds. Today in high school, those kids are autistic. We didn't know. We didn't know we were torturing autistic kids. We didn't know we were sons of bitches. I think you knew. Back then, an anti-bullying campaign was a personal journey of self-improvement. You get better clothes, a haircut, lose a little weight. Maybe you get, you know, don't get picked on all the time. Maybe you get a girlfriend. <laughs> don't be such a nerd. So why is this battle of the bullies? Is it because the nerd is now a bully? No, see, that's the thing. Battle of the bullies was a wrongly titled yeah, because it's more of a revenge of a nerd. Right. It, it, it was appropriately titled. They just had to change it, but they messed up. Now, nerds were popular back then, pop culture-wise, right? Yeah, like well, were... Revenge of the Nerds was about to hit. Nerd was, like, geeky yeah. and computer savvy. Let's, let's break it down. You had the preppy, and you had the no. official preppy handbook. The jocks. You jocks, I guess. You nerd, right? That's a uh, guy. One time, Tom Kroll asked me, "We're not this group. We're not the greasers. We're not the chi- you know what? What's our group?" And the truth is, it was nerd. So he said, "We're individuals." <laughs> that was what he called us. Individuals. Cute. The truth is we were nerds. I mean, if I ever do a script on nerds, okay, now he's going to be pompous. What I don't get is that the school has two television sets in the auditorium as well as video cassettes. We would be lucky if we had a television set, period. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay, guys. Now, you can hear my audio, yes or no? You can hear my Uh, audio? No, I can, I'm going to play the audio too when we talk. Yeah, you play your audio. Everybody's like, what, what's this? A movie? Now look really what nerd's right. doing. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, and nobody's watching. How would I know you, jerk? Don't call me a jerk. I can't stand this music. I have to check Linus and the Woodstock show. Okay, now it won't be music. Go ahead and listen. Ooh. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Data Max entered. Something's going wrong with the... Oh! Yeah, we're not crazy. I am not upset. Now, some people are believing it. Others are doubting. Right. Yeah. 
This reminds you of the alien in Fishburgers. Yes, Carl, you played an excellent alien, and then I jerked you off. Well, that was a tube coming out of my chest. You certainly did not jerk me off. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, Carl. But look, so whatever. Look, he reveals that it was all a hoax. He takes off the mask. Yeah. Now, look, drop the cards. No. That was our big setup. 52 pickup solitaire edition. So now he's like, don't be, you know, he's making, and look, the people love it. They're like, it's easy to fool suckers. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you That'll teach those like bullies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I am a genius. I broke every federal law out there. Okay, now the battle is on. She's beating shit right there. That's right. She is humiliated. Hmm. I don't get the bullies were the ones who made that thing. She's hanging out with the bullies. Like she should have been like, fuck you for doing that in the first place. Well, when when up oh, look at Montclair High, man. It's so Montclair High. Remember that? The semicircle yeah. driveway. Which is in the last episode of Sopranos when uh Soprano Jr. picked up his High school girlfriend from Montclair. Cool. Keep up in that semicircle. Now look, he's in oh, the yeah. Montclair Gazette. Yeah. Well, it's it's the school now. Unlike in the earlier scene when everyone was talking to his best friend, everyone's talking to him now. Yeah. He's popular. Hey, what's up? What's up, dude? Listen, you want to smoke some weed? Come to the step. Come over to, yeah, go to the amphitheater. Yeah, let me speak to that hey. for a minute. I think the director, who was great and did great locations, skipped two great locations. You know the, the what is that, the brook that flowed through the school? Yeah. He absolutely yeah. should have got that. You don't think the nerds were playing, not playing Dungeons and Dragons in that? I heard so many stories about nerds going into that uh, river, following it, and getting lost. Like, really? Uh, my babysitter. Our friends would tell me these stories. I'm sure they were bullshitting. Yeah, I think so, because you can't get lost. No, there's like a pipe. Maybe it's outside the high school, but you can get lost in it. I know, That's I know not Glendon, cool. Uh, if he's still there. Now it's like, right. you humiliated me. You know, you're... <laughs> I spit on I you. I humiliated you. Montclair House. Bad mouth here for the water. Mm -hmm. Bad mouth here for the water. The water fountain. Uh, look, this kid has his own shit. And it says Fantastic Four right there. Fantastic Four. It's like a poster. Oh, no, it's a comic book close to us, right? Yeah, right, right. So it's and he must have been reading the mole man. Maybe it was like Jack Kirby's drawing. And I thought it was Doc Ock because of those glasses and boxy fit head. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it nice to see Marvel as a, like a petty commodity where like actual specials can use it without worry? Well, yeah, because it was just a, lo a little, that's all it was, was a comic book. So it was like a magazine laying somewhere. Well, they had a, a TV show in the 60s, I guess. In the 70s, they had like 
the thing is, those morning cartoons were done so cheaply with such bad, you know, the animation was cutouts. They were stills, you know, that um, it doesn't even deserve, like, it, they weren't even trying hard, you know. <laughs> Also, I think the cartoon version of Fantastic Four had a robot as their fourth member, right? So it was like, it wasn't the, the original lineup. Maybe it was like a fifth wheel. I don't remember that. But I do remember, once I talked to you about like, I, I miss those Marvel Saturday morning cartoons. I was just a little too young to catch it, you know? Look at her hair's on fire. Look what the director oh, what does, you know. Yeah, he's, he's not that subtle. She is burning. Burning up. My high school chemistry uh, lab did not look like this at all. Um, Although we did cut. Yeah, it should have. It's legit. Really? The high school had like flaming Bunsen burners and. Oh, well, and that stuff. you could just bring in but yeah i remember there were gas uh uh faucets you know yeah now this writer would go on to write trumbo that film with uh brian cranston sure about the blacklisted uh writer exactly and he he was a staff writer for disney warner brothers paramount fox tv's series but he lois and clark he was a writer and producer and he okay, twenty years old. John McNamara and a junior at New York University has won national playwriting contest. And his first screenplay, *Revenge of the Nerd*, will broadcast on CBS Afternoon Playhouse. Oh, uh, the old Afternoon Playhouse. Yeah. Tuesday at four thirty. You know, I guess Netflix carries the torch of like young adult television shows like that show where the kid kills himself it's really good television for kids mm -hmm. or the one where the guy gets you or this girl gets harassed by a guy right and there was the one where the midget gets herpes <laughs> yeah. that is such a montclair house look at it yeah, it's multi-stores he's up in the attic that's his ha his room yeah, he's got it to himself. Sweet. Okay, see, look, 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 turn on the sound because the phone, the TV will ring and she'll act like it's the phone. We need television for you again. If you're there, I promise this is the last time I'll ever be on your TV set. Hey, wait a minute. That's a good try. Yeah, you did a dick pick already. Yeah, right. You did a crotch shot. Yeah. In 83, they were called crotch shots. So, Go ahead, leave the sound up. We won't get sued. He's like saying he's sorry. I can't seem to see Is he going to bring up Doc Severson? I get all tongue tied. Sometimes when I'm around him, I couldn't get a noun and a verb together to save my life. Anyway, I like you. Start over. Yeah. Her name's no Sarah. More, Ingen. No more singing. Just what you yes, do. you don't want to do, Laura. Right. Sarah Ingalls' sister. Sarah Ingalls. Who just lined the background? The blind guy? What was in the background? Oh, because of Braille? Yeah, because of Braille. 
I thought it was Larry, Larry King show. Next up, Tom Arnold. Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom. Now, come on, be genuine. You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. <laughs> okay, she's touched. She's touched. Yeah. All she could do was listen. She couldn't. She she couldn't you know, shut him down. So he Ooh, touched her heart. Yeah. And now we're signing off. Nerd is signing off this telegram. Oh. Here's the American flag. Look, he's got a phone in his room. What the fuck? <laughs> he's a rich Montclair. It's Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair. Oh, there he is. We're done. That's right. We're, uh, hope you learned a lesson on this. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I thought it was cute. I enjoyed it, but mostly it was the nostalgia of like seeing the front of Montclair, being inside the YMCA. It was, it took me to familiar places. The next one will yes. right away with that movie theater. You'll see. Okay, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a double feature. We're only watching uh, very short uh, movies today, but they both were shot in our high school when we went to attend Montclair High in New Jersey in the 80s. So we thought we would make you guys suffer our nostalgia. Uh, yeah. So we are going to, uh, why don't I take the opportunity, Carl, before we start the second movie, can I would love to talk about our YouTube page, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, you posted a couple of movies you want to talk about those movies and I'll go ahead and, and get uh, everyone ready. Okay. I need to look up what they are. I'm on our channel. I'm, I'm going. Okay. What's that? So it's America 3000. Right. Yeah. Well, hasn't even aired in so long. Here we go. So we, when, uh, when the episode for America 3000, uh, uh, dropped on our podcast. It sounded absolutely abysmal. Yeah. And uh, this is a clean copy. Mm hmm And also, Elvis Presley, in which you, we did the switcheroo, and you did the excellent yeah. research. Well, thank you. Well, I enjoyed that movie. It was not a shitty Elvis movie. It was the right. second film, so. Yeah. And also, we saw Whoopi Goldberg with Paul and Mistress Christine, um, and that was Burglar, and was with the um, the guy from uh, Police Academy movies, and it was fun. Yeah, I like a lot. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a San Francisco film, and it's just fun. It's one a really good Whoopi movie, and uh, yeah, and Bobcats in it. It's it's terrific, and. John Goodman, it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. So we had nothing bad to say about that. And then you just recently posted Little Miss Marker. Right. And that one was with Walter Matthau, our second Walter Matthau in a row that particular uh, month. Uh, Little Miss Marker, a remake of a Shirley Temple film. And it was fun. They <laughs> underused Brian Dennehy, let's face it. Yeah, right. He did have nothing to do except bring us somewhere in suits. All right. right. Well, that's uh, since you're not, we these episodes, you know, we encourage you to watch the movie and listen to the podcast. 
Carl takes the time to sync both of them together and post it on YouTube, so you can spend some time. Hey, gentlemen, we're going to do the second movie, and this, this is a LWAF on them first. We actually have talent that was in this movie. Yeah. The first time we get anybody associated with our movies to come and talk about it. Uh, will you please welcome Adam Spiegelman. Adam, oh, welcome thank to you the very show. Much. Hey, mm-hmm. how are you guys? Yeah, yeah, you're lucky. I'm here. You're welcome. Of course, and Paul is here, the Countdown King. Uh, and of course, I should mention, Adam is my brother and inspiration for this podcast. Uh, Adam has a terrific podcast called Proudly Revenge, which is not only a cult movie podcast where they talk about films, they interview a lot of people. And uh, we were just talking about one of my favorite interviews on your show, with Shadow Stevens, star and director of Trap, or star. Sorry, not the director, yeah. He outs the director of being a total alcoholic. Like, why is this movie a mess? He goes, oh, the alcoholic, the director's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting I definitely would recommend it. He, 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 he uh, no stone has been unturned for that. Is that your favorite interview on your show? What is your favorite interview? Uh, he was amazing. Uh, I also got to talk to Lloyd Kaufman, who was pretty open and great. And I talked to most of the cast of The, uh, of the Room. So they're, they're nice. Chris R was amazing. Um, Tommy Wiseau was insane. Um, yeah, all that was, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then Alan Sachs made a movie called Dubidio, which is like this weirdo LA punk scene movie. And that was fun to find him and talk to him. That took three years to find that guy. Wow. Yeah, he's a, that's a great interview. Go to proudlyresents.com and click around the archive and uh, spend some time. Enjoy the show. So, Adam, it's a pleasure to have you here. Paul yes. Blumbaugh, it's a pleasure to have you back. Uh, we, Carl, what is our movie we're watching right now? Okay, so now go to your YouTube search engine and put in What If I'm Gay, 1987. What If I'm Gay, 1987. And the uh, channel we like is Say La Video. The French C apostrophe E-S-T. Say La Video. I'm ready to say it. And I love the gay panic in a pro-gay movie back in the 80s. Everything was pro it was gay panic. What if I'm gay? And then what was well, the French uh, part? What if I'm gay French? Um, the channel... Oh, say, I got it. Yes, 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 I'm in, I'm in. Another one says, am yeah. I gay? And there's two guys standing next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pull my finger, I'll let you know. There's a weird... <laughs> is there a test? I don't know. We want you to click the link, What If I'm Gay, the Sayla video, and then hit pause immediately and move the slider back to zero, zero, zero. And we'll have Paul do the counting. And when Paul says go, we will all click. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's the countdown king himself, the master of descending numerals, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, here we go. You know the drill, and if you don't, learn it quick. What If I'm Gay, 1987, put that finger right over that hovering triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. A lot of hovering triangles in this movie. Yes, What If I'm Gay. Uh, oh, you yeah. guys can share screens with, uh, with um, Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the 21st Century. Ed Marinara. From Hill Street Blues. Hill Street That's right, Blue. from Hill Street Blues. He has a big 
So this this movie was shot in uh, our high school when I was there. I was a junior, maybe or sophomore, and um, so we got to I got to watch them shoot it. That's our movie theater, the Bellevue, the Bellevue movie theater. Watch this, Carl. Watch this. It's magic. They're uptown. They're in Upper Montclair at the Bellevue movie theater. They're walking down the street like normal teens. Yes. And now look, they're out in the alleyway. They're going to churn in the alleyway. Jarrelly Browns. Yeah, very nice. And now look, they're downtown. What? What? How did that happen? They're four miles away. (laughs) How did they get all the way across town in one alleyway? This is a magic film? Yeah, apparently. And then... Of course, the Jewish guy's wearing a sports coat, but uh, listen. Oh, so, 90120. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And by the way, she's 45 in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she had so much work done. Yeah, yeah. She looks great. So I don't have any volume. No, uh, we don't put up the volume until key parts. Oh, I see. Okay, so what we just saw is that uh, the Jewish one in the sports jacket, a girl likes him, and he's not liking the girl back. Huh. Um, what if he's gay? And what if that guy is not the Nazi Thomas Howell and the not Eddie and the Cruisers, the other guy? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie and the oh. Cruisers. Is that a real oh, thing? Oh, here we go. Now they're at a pizzeria that I don't recognize. Yeah, I don't recognize it either. Uh, uh, it doesn't mean it's from Oh, look at this guy. I hope there's no shellfish. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, Can I get pizza? Is there any unleavened pizza? Hmm, is that time of month? Speaking <laughs> of unleavened, look at yeah, look at that hair. I used to get so turned on by that kind of Oh, especially in New Jersey, yeah. Yup. I was like, she takes care of herself. <laughs> look at the woman in the background. She's got great jersey hair. By the way, her name is Vicky in the show, and she grew up in Mawa, New Jersey. Oh, no shit. Yeah, she was in Ryan's Hope for a bunch of years. Oh, man, like a local girl. Mm-hmm. It's more like Mystic, mystic Breadsticks. Bread I wish I could talk. Joke would have been funny. Sorry, Paul. I let you down. <laughs> and right now she's right. in wasn't San Francisco. The first time, <laughs> wow. And it, you guys uh, voted, voted. Who would wear rugby shirts now? I would. They were still in style. Anyone else? Oh, oh don't make me pull it out of the closet behind me. What about Buddy in the top bunny? Let me know. Does that make me gay? Like everyone else. Yeah. Ironically, the yeah, other color. guys look like modern gay guys, yeah. Yeah. Except their collars are fucked up. Yeah, is there a wardrobe person on this? So we got to watch them shoot a lot of these things at the high schools. It was really cool when that comes up. That was, like, so exciting. So was there trailers and generators and... Not a lot. Not a lot. Maybe a couple. I didn't see a lot. Not, like, a big movie. Um... Look how Montclair this house is. Oh my god, this is so Montclair. <laughs> the porch and the, the leaves. Stairs. Yeah. yeah. It's the wooden, I don't know, everyone's like, all houses have porches. Yes, we get it. But Now look, there's heterosexual activity going on, but what's happening in the back seat? Well, he's alone, <laughs> or is he not? Well, she doesn't want to kiss, so it's like, yeah, if you're, what are you, gay? You don't want me to 
date rape this girl, I'm going to end. This poor woman wants to get out of there. She's not happy. Well, she is embarrassed that, um, uh, what's his name in the film? Alan. Alan is in the backseat. Listen, this Alan. Alan would go on to be, like, he was on Married in Ch with Children when that uh, Charlotte York uh, married a Jewish man and she converted to Judaism. That was him. Oh. He's not Lamb, is he? The guy from uh No. He wasn't the first husband? Yeah, okay. All right. Just check. Yeah, I thought it went you're right, Mike. I thought it went right to Lamb to um the guy from the love boat. He was in Ransom. Oh, he was in Californication. Evan, uh, is, Evan, is that Evan Handler? Uh his name is Evan Handler. Oh, he was in uh, Sex and the City. He works a lot. He's bald now. He had cancer like when he was 30 and went bald. Right. And he wrote a book about the cancer. Yeah, he works all the time. He's a, he was in a show called um, It's Like You Know, and it was the L.A. version of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Starring Jennifer Grey. You like... Hi. Oh, yeah. Look, 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 look. Oh. The whole way is everyone you guys knew. I think, Mike, you were a senior because Taylor Holland's in this. All the big, the tall, yeah, the old-looking seniors are, are in, and old-looking juniors are in this. <laughs> That's now, how they cast it. We're looking for the old-looking students. <laughs> now, Gabrielle is back, and she's, like, coming on pretty heavy to uh, Evan. But Evan will have nothing to do with it. He's embarrassed or something. Or something. Now look how the director makes oh. it awkward because she bumps the chair and makes a loud yeah. screechy noise. Now this is the second movie we've seen in a row where it takes place in the Montclair High School science class lab. Science they, lab. The most interesting place. There's the best tables. Oh, is that me in front? That might have been no. me in front. <laughs> There's Ed Marino. He's Mr. Powell. Officer Coffee. Hill Street Blues guy. So he was a big star. Oh, that's Taylor Holland, Mike. Yeah, holy shit, that's my buddy Taylor. That's your best friend. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, they yeah. gave him the part because he's so fucking old looking. I was like, he's, what? Yeah, he's human. That's so funny. He got to kiss the lady's hand. What a gentleman Taylor is. It, what a, yeah, I know. And he's also very good looking, but he's also, he looked like he's 40. He was buying beers. Yeah, uh, right. Supposedly. Well, oh, was, so the guy that was outside the window kissing the girl's hand he was a student? Yeah, yeah, he was a friend of ours. And, uh, they just picked all the students that look like that age. Like, like yeah, because all the actors are like 10 years <laughs> older. We all look like we were 12 compared to them. It was like they were in a middle school, high school situation. Wow, he looks so different. It's so weird. He's got hair. I don't think I was ever, I wasn't part of this movie. I, I was never like got cats it or I never bothered to do anything about it. But Apparently not. This is proof. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you were in school because you weren't interested. They were looking at you too handsome. Yeah, you should have done it. You looked old. You looked as old as Taylor. You looked too much like Evan <laughs> You had Evan Handler's hair, and they're like, you know what? We can't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. You'd take it away. You would take yeah, it take away. Take the distraction off the one token Jew guy. Gotcha. You can't have two Jews. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I used to think that this guy with the swooping hair, I used to think that was Matthew Perry and one friend's design. I was like, oh my God, that's the guy from. Yeah, it's a school special, but it is not. Um, this guy's Kirk. His name's Manford Melcher. He was in he was in Plutonium Baby, Twenty One Jump Street. He was in Seinfeld as an officer once. 
I don't know. Every time I listen to you guys talk about a new movie, man, I, I feel like I've just found a new title uh, for my my new DVD coming out. What did you say? Plutonium Jumpsuit? Uh, plutonium Baby, <laughs> but pl- 21 Jump Street. So Plutonium Jump Street, that's a great title. Plutonium uh, <laughs> Baby Jumpsuit. Yeah, baby, baby. jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> look, oh, look, they cola? have Hathmar colas and they put tape over it. We call that greeking in the industry. By the way, I'm uh, an extra professional. So, you know, I know these things about greeking. And That's so geeky. Yeah, greeking means a whole different thing in San Francisco. You know, you're, you're two types of artists. You're a background artist and a sandwich artist. Okay, Mike, now. Listen, the I got to pay the bills. The woman who's playing the mom, she was in the other after-school special we just saw as the administrator in the student yeah. council. So she got her role again. Look at the Jew can't open the- They bought it as Pathmark in the no profile. Yeah, definitely Pathmark. Yeah, they just covered it up. Um, is she supposed to be the woman from Eight is Enough? Again, it would be funny, Paul, if I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is some great hair. Both of them. It looks like they both look like poodles. Right, look for people you know, Mike. Uh, I recognize the feel. Yeah, that's a. Oh well, that's the main guy. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, look at that hair. God, I went to school with everyone like that. Crazy. That's how Mike looked in high school, by the way. In case you guys are wondering, very handsome. Yeah. Score! Oh. Score! Our heterosexual hero. Tweet. Uh, uh, the very young-looking girl, obviously an extra, obviously from our high school, an actual high school student. That's Gina. He's got a crush on her because the other one broke his heart. Oh, and by the way, all the extras. All the people that are black in this movie, besides Gina, are extras because they're actual high school students. It's the only way they can get cast, is to actually be there. Well, having black people in your movie is just extra. It's another movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're already doing one issue at a time. Oh, look at this guy looking at you. Okay, now, this is oh, really money. important. Okay, this whole movie, we've been set up that that guy sitting there in that chair is the gay one. But he's about right, to discover right. a pornographic magazine that is owned by Kirk, the heterosexualist guy in the room. Wait, the Jewish guy is not the gay one? Correct. Wow. What a twist. I already added him to the synagogue. <laughs> I, uh, I took him off of Oy face. Oh. Uh, hey, that's my jerk off. Oh, true man. Uh, <laughs> true man. Busted. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he's yeah, explaining. There's a re- there's a wrestling article in. There's a weightlifting article in there. It's pretty cool. I only kept it around because I thought you guys would want it. Ha ha ha! I'll throw it out. I'm just gonna put it under my mattress. Stuck it in the waste paper basket. Like he's not gonna get that later. He sat on it. Yeah, I, now that I've established that I'm it. not gay, I'll be leaving. Can you give me a lift? Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh. We're going to be backing out of the room now. 
Look this at his face. He's, he's now he's jerking trouble. off like crazy. He's just whacking it right this now. Look at that this great car, man. Hey, there's Taylor, right? No, different guy. Look at that Montclair like, jersey. That doesn't... Yeah, that's cool. Because they kept it real. What's up, buddy? Stay away from me. Hey, oh, I mean, guys. No, they, they don't think he is. I mean, they just found this magazine. It was that funny thing. Look, Montclair, wow, look at the high school. Guys, that's our high school. Oh, here's oh. the thing. Is that Rand School or is it the regular high school? That's I think right. that might be the annex. Yeah, that's right by your neighborhood, Carl. Yeah, Chestnut and Forest and the Overpass and yeah, the Skating you, Rink. So, guys, they were shooting in front of Rand. I don't know if it's this scene or another one. But every time they said action, um, I think it was PJ Caviaro or someone else would start screaming. So it would be like rolling, you know, lights rolling, action, and then PJ would go, ah! <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> what a dick. They, I think they I finally paid him. Okay, they went to a basketball game where one of the players is gay. And so Kirk... How do they know that? Uh, because it was an article. Oh. And Kirk, who is like, I'm pretending I'm heterosexual, was going, fag, and being real macho and mean. Uh, Did we miss that scene? Uh, at the basketball game, they're leaving now. Oh, so they're talking about it. So they, well, they didn't right. show it. It's, and the it's tell, don't show. Right. Yeah, it's a good movie. Man. Are they actually saying fag in this? Because the, the closed captioning has a, it blanked out. I They don't. Yeah, they do say fag. He says, keep away from me, faggot. They, he will say that. Crazy. Oh. God, that was an after school special. Yeah. Oh, it was the 80s. That's now, so look, weird. here's New York. You know, this isn't Montclair. They're in Weehawken or something, right? Maybe. Weehawken's a good guess. It could be, like, also West New York or... Yeah, yeah, Hoboken. I don't think it can be Jersey oh. City because the Empire State Building wouldn't be so prominent. Look, what, are you, what are you doing here? I just want to cut your hair. I just want to prove that I'm not <laughs> gay. Let me cup your boob. Now she's like, dude, you're changing. She's like, get off me. Oh my god. I'm not gay. I'm a total horrible human being. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong? I swallow. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's like, you kiss like my brother. <laughs> you kiss like my brother. <laughs> uh, listen, it's not. It's a... Wow, that's a rock. Eagle Rock Reservation, you drive up there? Yeah, I was thinking about Eagle Rock Reservation, but New York is too close. But look, do you think that's where he goes? He's like, listen, all the guys say come up here. All the guys in my magazine. <laughs> Actually, yeah. you're right, Adam. He's right now saying, all the guys come up to Lover's Point. Don't you think it's about time? Now she's, he's getting mad because he's been rejected and like my ploy didn't yeah. work. I think Weehawk is a good guess. It could be Hoboken, but there's no real dock in Hoboken. Yeah, Weehawken is pretty nice. All right, let's look for people we know. <laughs> Anyone Paul, have to get the after 12, that, that means they're 18. <laughs> oh, look, he's, he's, uh... Right. What he's doing is that macho overcompensation stuff. Oh, look. But look, look with his best friend. That's Joe Cohen right there. You can't see him anymore. That's another guy we know right there with the big lips. We know him. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I was just too athletic for this. I didn't want to show off. Uh, is that our locker room? I guess it is. How would I know? Am I, and actually, true story, I'm in one of those lockers right now. <laughs> I ruined the shock. I, I fell out at one time. I was apologizing. Looked was our high school that big? Did we have a giant locker, a gym locker like that? We had gym we lockers. Did. I remember getting. I just did that joke. It had two rows, Mike. There's a row to the right there, and then the bathrooms to the left. There, it wasn't. It looks huge here, but it's not. Hello. Okay. Awesome. It isn't like the locker room 